Welcome to Conversations That Bloom, a space for women thriving at the intersection of faith and grit, for women who have a desire to have real and raw conversations about faith, for women who have the resilience to continue even when things are falling apart and still find enough time to treat themselves to some much-needed self-care. We believe words are powerful and with each conversation, God will meet you where you're at and reveal a new way to approach whatever life is throwing at you. My name is Belia and I'm your host. Hi. Hi, Rudy. How are you? I am so good. I'm so good. How's your day? I'm good. I'm good. How's your day? What's the highlight of your day been? Oh my goodness, so what time is it right now? It is 10.47 a.m. Well, U.S. time, Eastern Standard. What's been the highlight? You know what? Just waking up and knowing that I don't have like a ton of things to do. Today is the first day in a long time where I just get to be slow and still and listen and be aware and notice and those are my favorite things to do and I don't always get time to do them so that has been the best thing and I made a pretty good omelet this morning so that's probably the second best (laughs) yes thank you you're welcome you're welcome self self look at you eating a delicious omelet you deserve good things amazing that's right girl Awesome. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Conversations That Bloom. I am here with my beautiful friend, Rudy, and we are chatting about the Christian mask. What does it look like? What does society say about it? What has Rudy as an amazing human being experienced? What do we as women experience in the church culture, in society, in all of this vibes of being an amazing Christian woman? So I'm going to allow Rudy to introduce herself and just give like a little bit of a background of who she is and why she feels she has the authority to speak on this topic today. So yeah, Rudy, go ahead. Who are you? What should people know about you? Oh, wow. Not the authority. I love it. Okay. Well, I am Rudy. I um, am, what old am I? I'm 36 and I am just in a position in life where I am really experiencing who God is for real, for real. Um, it's almost like playtime is over. And I have been in a position where the Lord has really just been downloading in me and speaking to me about um, who he is and the truth, the facts about who he is. And so a little bit about my background. I am a licensed clinical Christian therapist. That's a lot. Um, But that's what I do by um, profession. I love it. I've been doing this for almost really much 11 years. Mm -hmm. And I have just been able to sit with and meet the most incredible people and really listen to their journeys and their walks. And in that, God has been using a lot of that, Mm -hmm. a lot of my encounters with other people and Mm -hmm. specifically my encounters with me Mm -hmm. um, talk about what it is to really serve him, Mm. really know him, really have relation and communion with him. Amazing. That's a little bit about me. I feel like I'll be in in this process and I'll be in this journey forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, really long. Yeah, but that's just where I am. Beautiful. And for someone out there that's listening for the first time to this podcast and 
like trying to understand what even is a Christian mask? What is the, the beginning? What would you say it is for, from your perspective? What is the definition of a Christian mask? Love it, love it. So Christian mask is literally mm-hmm. what it says. Yeah. To be a Christian, to be a follower of Christ, right. great. Right. Come into Christ and we, we, we get introduced to Christ, whether that's at the altar at your mm-hmm. church or, you know, some encounter at your grandmother's house. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. However you have come to know Jesus Christ, however it is that you have come to know God, yeah. and then um, putting on that mask where you tend to assimilate mm-hmm. or um, kind of step into this quote-unquote quote unquote role of yeah. what society mm. has told you what it is to be a Christian. Right. So it's kind of... Um, a a well I want I don't want to call it a balance, but mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a shift between yeah. um who you have been called to be exactly Christian, right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the mask, which is who you think right you are supposed you should be. to be mm-hmm. right according to everybody but God. So, so that is how I tend to explain the Christian mask. Right. Um almost like putting on um not being your authentic genuine mm-hmm. self. Because yeah, yeah, somewhere in there you think that your authentic, genuine self is not enough. That's right. And so that's right. Is, this is I'm gonna dress it up. I'm gonna pretty it up. I'm yeah. gonna talk the walk the walk. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's really me. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's mm-hmm. really the Christian mask, in my opinion. Wow, amazing! I love it because that's really what the definition is. If we had to Google the definition of Christian mask what Rudy has just said is exactly what it is. And I want to know, I feel like a lot of us would want to know what was your first experience? When was your first encounter with the fact that you, you were experiencing this for yourself and the other side of it, you seeing it with other people in your space and your society as well. Oh man. I love that question. Yeah. So I came to Christ later on in life. I was in my twenties. I was not necessarily raised in church Mm -hmm. so I literally had to get taught what is this like I know what it is to show up to church yeah um but the whole reading the bible Mm -hmm. um I'm changing my lifestyle all of this was something that I had to learn from a person or people people that I reverenced and respected Mm -hmm. so for me I was eating it all up and you know whatever this Christian mentor was telling me to do, I found that to be the gospel. I was like, if she's doing it, if she's dressing this way, I'm going to dress this way. Right. I'm going to do it. Yeah. If this is how she prays right. to God, I'm going to do it the same way. way. Yeah. Bible for 45 minutes a day. And let's be clear. None of these things in and of themselves are bad. They yeah. are not wrong, mm-hmm. but she became I'm saying she because there was a specific person in my yeah, life who right. I love to this day. Yeah. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. I love her. Mm-hmm. But she became my model and she right. became my, my prototype of right. what I thought humanity looked like. Yes, yes. So I was doing all these things and then she taught me how to serve. One mm. of the first things um, we as Christians get introduced to when we accept Jesus Christ is, mm. you know, you got to get plugged in. You got to yeah. get into this, this ministry. And so- right time that became my life right um, there was a time in my life where I was literally involved in every single ministry that the Girl. church has the one <laughs> ministry that 
I could not be involved in was men's ministry. <laughs> that was the only one. And honestly, sis, if the men's ministry said, hey, we need a secretary, I probably would have signed up for that too. It's me. It's me. <laughs> I am serious. Ask my yeah. pastor who yeah. You know, my former pastor, I love yeah. him to pieces. Yeah. And yeah. he's my witness. I literally yeah. love everything. Yeah. So that became my identity. And that's yeah. the thing with the Christian mask. The mask becomes your identity. Mm. It becomes who you think. Right. You, mm. when you step into that role of, okay, well, somebody told me that I need to be involved. Mm-hmm. And hear me, sisters who are mm-hmm. listening. Yeah. You should be involved. You should that's be right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Now, mm-hmm. that looks different. Yeah. For all of us. That's For right. Me, head, I jumped headfirst into mm-hmm. all of the ministry over time, mm-hmm. and that became who I was mm-hmm. known as. That's People right. People knew me mm-hmm. as Rudy is the go-to. Rudy will get it done. Yeah. And that, became, that began to feel incredibly wonderful to know mm. that that was my identity. My identity, uh, right. It was my identity, mm. and I became known as faithful and mm. trustworthy and all of these wonderful things right but I began to get consumed with that and I thought my doing or mm. my actions mm. being a good Christian yeah and so all of that began to blur my sight of who God was and that be I was more involved in church than I was actually reading my word and so, working on my relationship with right. God the action part became um how I measured my goodness mm. and I felt like if I wasn't um showing up to all of these mm. ministry meetings leading women's ministry or co-leading women's ministry or showing up to bible study mm. or doing everything that I pastor yeah. asked in some way I was disappointing God and I was disappointing sure. other people yeah. and so those lines began to become extremely blurry mm. and it wasn't until I took a trip to Bali where I think I was there for maybe six days mm-hmm. and I remember everywhere I went the Lord kept laying the scripture on my heart everywhere right. I went right. and I didn't know at the, at the time now I know it was Ephesians 4 1 mm. and that has been the scripture of my life yes. for the last couple of years. yes and that basically is um God saying live a life according to the call that I have given you. Amen. And what I realized is I said, you know, Lord, is this the life that you have called me to live? That's or right. Is this the That's life right. that I have just assumed or believed from somebody else that mm-hmm. you have called me to live? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I mm-hmm. prayed and I asked God, if there's anything that I'm doing mm-hmm. that is not pleasing to you mm-hmm. or is not your will for me, then mm-hmm. take it out of my hands. Mm-hmm. And if there's something that is, for me that I am not doing, yeah, please put yeah, it in my hands. Yeah. Sister, I remember flying yeah. back from Bali. The moment I got off the plane and I turned my phone off of um, airplane, airplane mode, mode. Mm. my phone yeah. began to blow up. And yeah. I had text messages and phone calls and all these things about, hey, we're calling a meeting at church. And long story short, all of these men- Oh my gosh. Um, yes. okay. hit me like a ton of bricks because it, yes. it hit my identity. Mm. It, my, it was a, it was a, it was a strike to my identity. Yeah. And I thought, but Lord, who am I? Mm. Who am I without all of these titles? Yeah. Who am I if I can't 
um, if people aren't, if I can't show people how faithful I am or show people how trustworthy I am. So God had to take all these things away from me. He had to help me take this mask off because that wasn't my true identity. And he wanted me to be transparent about who I really am, what's going on in my, in my spirit, what's going on in my thoughts. And that is how I became um, very, very well acquainted with the Christian mask. Wow. Who I portray myself to be versus who God wants me to be. Wow. That's not always the same person. Wow. So we're supposed to look out for the signs, right? We're supposed to look out for the signs in ourselves. Like, yo, what are we feeling and what are we accepting outside of what, are we, what we're feeling? So what are those signs? What, what were those signs that you, you, you saw for yourself that other people can also look out for? Like, okay, when you start seeing these warning signs from, from God, from yourself, from your spirit, what, are they, what do they look like so that we can start identifying them quick enough as we are looking at ourselves as well, like these Christian mask things, you know? For me, mm-hmm. One of my warning signs was I was afraid of disappointing people. Mm. I remember my pastor coming and he asked me to lead another ministry. And I said, sure. Didn't even think about it. Didn't even pray about it. And then I went home. I had this heaviness. And I remember the Lord saying, I don't want you to do that. And I was more afraid of disappointing my pastor than disappointing God. And I thought, but I don't want to fail him. I don't want to, you know, do all these things. So for me, it's, when you find yourself worried about, but if I say no to this person, will I hurt their feelings? Will um, their image of me change? That is a clear sign that sister, sister, why are you feeling like you have to be more obedient or more um, surrendered to a person than God? You know, I was literally worried about disappointing man Mm. before I was worried about disappointing God. Mm. So that was one. Yeah. The other thing was, I, I, this is a question that I love to ask some of my clients. I say, if you were for whatever reason stripped away from all of the titles, if you were no longer, you know, the armor bearer or the lead usher or, you know, over women's ministry, would you still know your worth? Would you, if the Lord sat you down, God forbid anything happens, but if for whatever reason you had to stop working and, you know, God said, I'm calling you to rest for 30 days or I'm calling you to rest for six months. Would you be like, but God, who am I? You know, or would you find you know, love, would you find identity and knowing that if I right. never do another thing for another person, I know I am still loved. That's I know right. I am still, That's I know right. I am still called to be, you know, this child of God without all the things. Yeah. Are you so secure? And I love for that. me, yeah. I think the answer, I think I would lie and be like, yes, yeah. I don't need yeah. this title. Right. Okay. Because as they started getting stripped from me, I was like, but who am I? Mm. Who am I? I don't, I'm not in the church no anymore. So mm. knowing that without any title, without yeah. any career or yeah. whatever, yeah. You, if are you certain that you are still loved? Right. If you could do another thing for somebody sure. else, mm. are you still worthy? So that's right. um, another sign, mm. another checkpoint that I had mm-hmm. to ask myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one was just, can I trace these actions or these duties back to God? Wow. When I look at 
clueless and I look at, you know, all the things that I am involved in, wow. can I say beyond a shadow of a doubt that, yes, wow. God has called me to do this. God wants me to do this. Um, and I know it's not always audible where God is like, I called you to go to the grocery store. No sister, go to the grocery store. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, you know, when it comes to these things that you have your hands in these activities, um, these programs, right. Just because you are able mm-hmm. to do something yes. does not mean you are called to do something. Mm. I, I play around with a lot of my clients and I say, you know what, sister, you are able to quit your job today mm-hmm. and go be a stripper. Girl. You can do that. You can do it. Is that what you are called to? Is that what you are supposed to do? That's right. No. <laughs> and I know that's like, and that's a funny, you know, yeah. I like to give a funny example because yeah. we're not yeah. going to do that. Mm. But knowing that just because... Yeah. You are able, physically mm-hmm. able to go mm-hmm. say yes and help this person and help that person. Right. Just because you have extra three hours in your schedule does not mean you are supposed to fill it. Does wow. not mean that because you're able that God is putting his stamp of approval on it. And that's what I was thinking. I was taught from um, when I was, I don't know, probably about mid-20s mm-hmm. that, you know, if you have the time, mm-hmm. if you have the then you you you're supposed to go babysit for this person. You're supposed to go help this person. That's move. true. Yeah, I yeah. get it. I get it. Especially as mm-hmm. single people, mm-hmm. a lot of people think that well, as a single Christian woman, yeah, you know, you called to go help the single mother. You're right. called to go, you know, help clean the church. All of these things. Yes and no. Right. We are called to actually ask the Lord, "Am I supposed to do this?" Because you have a couple, you can have an extra two hours in, in your, in your day, but is God calling you to come and sit in his presence? That is the most important thing That's right. in our day. That's right. That's and right. And in our human eyes and our human strength, we may think, well, I'm just wasting time. Yeah. I can be going to help sister so-and-so. Yeah. I can be you know, going to the hospital and praying over the sick. Yes. But how are you in your own authority, in your own strength, going to go and pray over these people if you have not gotten the assignment, yeah. the strength, yeah. the wisdom, and the insight yeah. from God? Yeah. You can't get that unless you're spending restful, wow. specific, and intentional time yeah. with the Lord. That's right. You're speaking to me. It's my. This is my word. I just want. I, I want to let everybody know that you guys are just sitting in on my word. This is my session. Like this is my type. It's my of- word. Girl, this is my word, girl. Like, you know, you're really speaking to my heart specifically because like one thing I have a problem with is slowing down. Oh, the network is before me. Wow. <laughs> Can you hear me? I was getting a call. Yes, and then my Okay, awesome. Great. Oh, thank you. Jesus for this amazing session. I will not be disturbed after this. Amen. Awesome. Okay. Amen. <laughs> so yeah, this is my word specifically because I have a problem of slowing down. I don't know how to slow down because, you know, purpose ignites urgency, right? But that doesn't mean panic. It doesn't mean you have to do it now. It just means that you have to get it done because God has placed it on you. But for me, I'm trying to figure out that sweet spot between knowing that it has to be done for his will and also knowing that I have to just wait on him and go to him for the direction, right? Go to him for the unction and not waiting for other people to tell me like, yo, Belia, 
go to church and do this thing for the people at church or go serve this community or do this with bloomers. It has to come directly from him. If it doesn't, I'll be running dry. I'm not going to have energy to talk to you. I'm not going to have energy to communicate with my people. And then I'm just going to be this really gunky, self-loathing, resentful person. So I just need to learn and continue practicing how to just slow down in his presence. Just because I have the time doesn't mean I have to use it to do things. The time sometimes is just to chill and breathe and sleep and just nap, girl. Just nap. It's okay to nap. It's a safe space. Listen, Mm. absolutely. And I think as you were talking, one of the things that I was thinking about is asking yourself, Mm -hmm. whose strength are you going in? Whose name? That's are you right. Going, exactly. Are you going in the name of me? Yeah. Are you going in the name of, or are you going in the name of Jesus? Are you going with your own intentions? Um, or are you going in the, are you going with the direction and the inside of the God of this world? You know, I have to check your motives. One of the things that my, um, my former pastor would always say is let's do a heart check. Let's really sit down and say, all right, do you want to be seen? Do you want to take a good Instagram picture? Do you want to get this for the gram? Do you want people to be like, oh, sister, thank you. That that prayer was fire. Or is this all traced back to God? That's right. Can you say, holy father, holy spirit, you know, thank you for allowing me to be used. This is all for your name. This is all for your glory. Thank you for what you are doing in and through me. But I know that it is not me. I am simply the vessel. You know, there is nothing wrong with wanting to get complimented. There's nothing wrong with wanting to say, you know, to hear good job. But again, if you're trying to just take all of the um, credit, if you're wanting, if you're walking away like, mm, they didn't even say thank you. They they are blessed to have me in their ministry. They don't know who I am. What, sis? What? What? Now, I'm not saying have false humility. You should right. have a level of confidence, right. and a level of security, yeah. but know that all that came from the Lord. That's so right. when you find yourself feeling some kind of way, when you find yourself... Um, having that pride build up in you, that's a really good invitation from the Lord to say, hey, come here. Because somewhere along the lines, we were walking together, we were in step, we were in tune with one another, and then you went left and I went right. And I need you to come back. I need you to come back to me and get this, press this reset button so we can go back. So I can send you back, but I'm sending you in my name. Because when you're going in your own strength, you're right. Your energy is depleted. You do feel wow. like you're you're trying to figure things out in your own strength. You're trying to figure out what your next steps according, what your next steps are according to your own wisdom. Right, sister, you're not that smart. You're not. You did not get up and hang on the cross. There is nothing, 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 nothing that we can do independent of Christ. Oh, love. It is a beautiful thing to say, Lord, mm. I. Need you. I am. I need you in this moment. That's right. Even if it's something that you've been doing for the last yeah. twenty years. Yeah. And you like, do this in my sleep. Mm-hmm. God is allowing you to do it. Mm-hmm. He is the one who is giving you the breath yeah. and the heartbeat. To do right. It. Right. How dare you say right. I can do this on my own? Right. You know. Right. So I think the moment we start thinking that we got this is the moment we've saying, "Okay, Jesus has probably left the building now." Yeah. Come on. <laughs> 
know, we know that Jesus is always with us. Let's be clear. But Hallelujah. It, but in this specific situation? Yes. Yes. It's not you. It's not you. I, I have been a therapist yeah. for years. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I remember mm -hmm. failing at was trying to heal people and mm -hmm. fix people. Right. Because, oh, I've been in school for... I don't know. I think I've been in school for like eight years. I can't remember how long it's been, but you know, I, I know what I'm doing. I have the skill set. I've been doing the internships and I would try to do these things in my own strength. And after every session with a client, I would feel depleted. Wow. I would feel like a failure. Yeah. I would feel like what just happened here? Cause I feel like I'm confused. The client is confused. <laughs> and then when I started to lead seriously, <laughs> If any of those previous clients are listening, God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> but now I don't look at one person and I have seen mm -hmm. hundreds, if not thousands of clients. I've Amen. just been so blessed to cross so many Amen. paths with the most incredible people. Amen. But I know that I can't sit before anybody Amen. without Jesus himself Come on. being in the room. Hallelujah. Without Jesus himself Amen. guiding me, guiding Amen. my work. I'll be Amen. listening to my but I'll say, Holy Spirit, Holy don't Spirit. let me say one word without your approval. Come Tell on. me what it is. That's to right. Say. That's right. You know, that's right. That's right. And it's a beautiful thing to be in dependence of the Lord. Wow. And when I take off the whole, mm -hmm. I am not trying to be super therapist. I am not trying to be your fixer. Mm -hmm. I am not your savior. Yeah. When I show up knowing that I'm going to be me. Yeah. Because that is where God meets me yeah. and that is where I can help people. Hallelujah. God. God doesn't show up to meet your mask. No. God doesn't show up to meet, you know, who you pretend to be. God shows up to see his child, who he created on purpose for such a time as this. He didn't show up to meet this person that you have carefully curated. If you were supposed to be something, God would have already called you to be that person. Mm -hmm. But if you have to fake it, that's not God. That's not who God has called you to be. I love it. Because the Lord, the Holy Bible says that he yeah. does not withhold any good and perfect thing from us. So if you ain't got it, if you're not it, sis, that means you don't need it. That means you have not been called to be that person. That period. Period. Amen. Yes. Right now. You lack nothing Oof. right now. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. that would prove God to be a liar. Mm. If there's something that you're lacking, mm. if God has called you, hear me, sisters, if mm -hmm. God has called you to do something in this moment and you're like, well, I don't have this, I don't have that, God is not going to call you to do something that he knows you um, lack. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, what you're feeling is the insecurity that you may have mm -hmm. is, okay, maybe that's because I'm relying a little too much on myself and not enough on God. Mm. That's where that insecurity comes in. That's right. what we feel like that mask on take that mask off be transparent with the holy god and say i need help oh, i'm not sure how to do this love. come in love come into my life and help oh, me yes and he will oh. every single time he will so basically in conclusion in conclusion guys oh ladies and gentlemen <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Rudy has decided to let you know why she had the authority to speak about this exact topic. 
we speak from a place of knowing what we've been through. I love, I love what you've explained. I love how you've put it down because that's how God wants it to be. All about him, less about us. All about him, less about us. And I am so, so thankful that you're in my life, right? And just for like, for anyone that wants to take the next steps in discovering their true identity, in discovering themselves, where should they start? What would your advice be to any woman listening? I love that question. Embrace I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In order to embrace yourself, this sounds yeah. almost too simple to be accurate, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. It starts with having an open and honest conversation with God right. about right. who you are. Yeah. It's about who you, what your shortcomings are. God, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm enough. Right. Tell, tell him why you don't feel like you're enough. Tell him why you feel like you're lacking. Tell him why you feel like you're not worthy. Mm. Starting with your truth. Wow. Not, you know, what the Bible, because one of the things I go, I ask my clients is, you know, I know most of us can quote the, the, the fun scriptures about how we're fearfully and wonderfully made, yeah. but I ask them, but do you believe it? Yeah. There's a difference between knowing scripture and knowing scripture and living scripture and having it embedded on your heart. So I ask yeah. them, you know, yeah. just be transparent about, right. God, this is what my pastor says. Yeah. This is what the word of God says. Yeah. I got that all, but mm-hmm. reason there's a disconnect. I'm not feeling it. I'm right. not experiencing it. Yeah. I feel like somewhere along the lines, I did something in my past that negates this scripture. Mm. Help me to um, lay down my, my mask, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to um, acknowledge this yeah. mask, yeah. show me the ways that I have created this mask. Yeah. Because a lot of times you're unaware mm-hmm. of all the falsehoods that you carry, yeah. all of the you know, portrayals um, that we carry. But I think it's just having an open conversation and asking the Lord to reveal it to you. Amen. But also the things that are on your mind, laying those things down. Amen. Asking the Spirit to help you be transparent yeah. with where you feel you lack identity Amen. or your insecurities. Yeah. Amen. Oh, the birds agreed. Can you hear the birds in the background? The birds agreed. The birds... I- the bird said, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And you know, once one more thing, sister, yeah. um, this is a one and done thing. Mm-hmm. Every single day. Mm-hmm. I like to do it um, at the end of my day when I'm preparing for bed and I'm having conversations with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, Lord, please help me to remember mm-hmm. those spots in my day yes. where I didn't live my authentic true mm-hmm. self because mm-hmm. I was afraid of Amen. this person judging yeah. me or a person right. do, a little, do a little rewind of your day right. and ask the holy spirit. you don't remember every single second right. of 24 hours so no. ask the holy yeah. spirit to help you right and remember if it's a condemning voice that you hear mm. that's not the holy spirit mm. the holy spirit will gently bring back moments mm. and opportunities in your day yeah. where it's like yeah you did this mm. but i didn't call you do that but he will always handle you even in correction holy spirit will always handle you with love yeah great amen Amen. that empowers you you know exactly what i like really practical thing when you're getting ready for bed holy spirit right let's talk about the last one 
24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You can give the Holy Spirit, you know, um, those moments where you were aware of, Mm -hmm. okay, that wasn't the greatest, that wasn't my greatest moment. Yeah. Yeah. A way for you to celebrate. I'm so proud of myself. Thank you, Holy yeah. Spirit, mm. for empowering and wow. for myself. Right. Yeah. You, you know, when you're going to bed. Amen. You know, going to bed. And then go to bed, sis. You've done what you needed to do. You've done what you needed to do. Good night. Sleep well. Doing well. that in the morning. New mercies await you. New grace awaits you in the morning. Come on, Lord. I love that. I love it. Beautiful. And that's that on that, ladies and gentlemen. That was Rudy speaking on the Christian mask. You can find her on social media. Make sure that you check her out. And thank you so much to everyone for listening. I was going to say watching, but it's a listening (laughs) session. (laughs) Thank you so much and have a beautiful week further. Bye, everyone.